0: Hey family, this is Shannon Jackson, the People's Nurse. Thank you once again for tuning in to another episode of Living Your Life Without Limits. And today we're going to be discussing mental health awareness. But before we jump into the topic, I want to ask you to do me a favor. If you're not already a fan or subscriber of Living Your Life Without Limits, please check us out on our YouTube channel, on our social media links, and anywhere podcast is downloaded. We are on all the radio outlets. Now, to help me in this discussion today, First of all, if many of you are not aware, May is the month of Mental Health Awareness Month. We're all over the United States and even in some parts of other countries where we highlight the importance of getting help and resources as it relates to mental health awareness. Thousands of people all across the world and the country suffer with mental health diseases or mental health struggles. And we want to let you know and inform you of all the different organizations that provide help and support. And to help me discuss this important topic today, I've brought a special guest. None other than the Director of Communication of Cal Voices, Ms. Stephanie Ramos. Stephanie, thank you once again for joining us today on Living Your Life Without Limits. Wake up. Elevate your mind. Live your life without limits. No more wasting time. Don't
1: forget- Stephanie, how are you today? I am doing great, and I'm actually better to be here with you today. So, thank you so much for having me.
0: And it is a pleasure and honor to have you as a guest as we talk about this important topic. We know that May is National Mental Health Awareness Month, and you work with an organization called Cal Voices that do a lot of important work. Why don't you break it down to us and tell us about Cal Voices?
1: Yeah, so we kind of like to break our services down kind of into three categories. So we provide peer support, education, and advocacy. And when I talk about peer support, what we really mean is that we specifically employ individuals who have recovered from mental health challenges themselves, or like myself, they're a close family member. So they've helped somebody very close to them navigate the system, maybe advocate for services and things like that. On our advocacy side, we actually have a few programs that really work at the local, regional, and statewide level where we are advocating on behalf of mental health clients throughout California, um, whether it be for better services, um, for, you know, reduced forced treatment, you know, lots of hot topics um, in that advocacy area. And then with our education programs, we really focus on providing Um, training that individuals can use to become certified as a peer supporter. So using their lived experience of recovery to support somebody else. And we're able to provide training to um, employers, organizations, really on that peer role, but also on recovery. And what does that mean? And how do we provide our services and programs in a way that are recovery oriented and really driven by the individuals that we're serving?
0: I think this is an absolute wonderful program and services that you provide. Now, is it in concert with clinicians, licensed professionals, such as therapists, uh, mental health psychologists or psychiatrists as well? Or is it all non-licensed and more community up, uprooted people that have had actually had those experiences themselves?
1: So it really varies by program. So we have some programs where we have a contract, maybe with a county, and the county provides the clinical support. And we actually have our peers, whether they be the family members, peers, uh, young adults, kind of working alongside the clients within those clinical settings, helping them, you know, build their skills, find hope, um, really become active members of the team. And then we have other peers that might be working on a warm line right maybe without clinicians where that people are calling in just to get support to talk to somebody or we have peers who might be operating our wellness center where people can kind of drop in attend some support groups get a meal get some support so you know going anywhere from you know individuals using their lived experience building hope in folks all the way to working as part of those treatment teams that you mentioned
0: that is so wonderful. Now you've been with the organization for a very long time. What drove you to take this as a cause? Was it because I heard you mention earlier that you have a family member that have suffered or was it just something that you were passionate about to begin with?
1: Yeah, so I wasn't as familiar uh, with the mental health world until my sibling actually started to have um, challenges. And I was around 17, 18 at the time. And I actually went to a treatment placement meeting with my family for my sibling and I, um, I mediated the meeting because my parents are uh, different, uh, they come from different backgrounds than each other, which was very different than the clinical team. And I ended up um, being a mediator for about an hour and a half. And when I walked out, someone tapped me on the shoulder and said, you know, you could get a job doing this. Um, So my first uh, official job in mental health was actually a youth advocate, where I was a young person working with other young people, um, trying to help them kind of set goals. Um, you know, change some behaviors, help them feel really confident in talking to their maybe clinician or therapist and things like that.
0: That is absolutely wonderful. And you know, today, uh, as we're coming out of the pandemic, I'm calling it pandemic recovery, because we're slowly coming out of it. I think we're going to a place where we have to live with it. I am. Uh, it's almost like a mixed bag, even though it was a big challenge that many people faced and many people struggled. It also puts spotlights on the importance of mental health. And I think that taking, removing the stigma, still somewhat of a stigma that people are afraid to come forward if they say, hey, I'm struggling in that area. I feel suicidal. I'm dealing with depression issues, or they have more diagnosed type of conditions, such as schizophrenia, bipolar. But that being said, even though it was hard for us as a nation, as the world, it also brought forth more attention, how it is important to check on our mental health. Mm -hmm. Oftentimes we do a lot on our physical bodies to make sure we're physically fit. And we rarely make a conscious effort to make sure we're mentally fit and do that mental health and mental check-in with ourselves take up mental health routine habits to be healthy. What are some of the things that you offer the clients or make recommendations in in terms of them keeping their mental health balance? Just like we do physical fitness, we have routines and things that we do. Are there any things that uh, Cal Voices advocate for or suggest or have?
1: so when we're looking at recovery there's actually four major dimensions um, that we look at and those are health home purpose and community and so we're actually we're talking about mental health but we say health we don't even say mental health when we say to you know we need to address health issues because we know that many things contribute to our mental health Mental health doesn't often happen in isolation. there could be um, you know physical health issues that are contributing to that. So I think again kind of the exercising you know how are we taking care of our ourselves ph- physically? Um, so you know if we're looking at our health we're looking at our whole health um, Home do we have a safe and stable place to live right It might be safe but it might be not might, might not be stable or maybe it's stable but it's not the safest place right so where are we addressing that? Um, purpose. Right folks are always saying what's the meaning of life or why am I here I want to do more feel like i'm contributing and so looking for those opportunities to. contribute to you know feel that you have purpose, whether that be a job or going to school or caretaking or finding a hobby volunteering, you know there's a lot of options there and then Community. How are we engaging with our community? Do we feel as if we're a part of our community, right? So going out to um, community events that might be happening? Um, are we actively engaged um, in, you know, civics, laws that are being made? Are we involved in our government? Um, so when we're looking at mental health, it's a lot bigger than just, you know, did I did I do my self-care today? But really backing out, looking at the bigger picture of health home purpose and community and recognizing that if we're talking about our mental health and recovery, all of those four factors have a huge um, impact on our overall mental health. And I I also want to mention that sometimes we talk about, um, you know, poor mental health and mental illness kind of at the same time as if they're interchangeable and they're different. So I might, you know, I don't have a mental health condition, but I might have a period of time where I have poor mental health. Right. And somebody who has a mental illness might have periods of time where they're doing really well. And so no matter who we are, and I think like you mentioned, the pandemic kind of made this realer for everybody, you know, we all can have poor mental health. So kind of keeping in mind, how are we doing that maintenance, keeping our battery full, like doing what we need to do in our whole health to ensure that we're really, you know, doing the work that we need to do in the background to have a big effect on our mental health.
0: Wonderful. And I love how you guys have those four pillars because it really is treating the total person making sure we're whole in every aspect of our life so absolutely kudos to the organization. And also just to caveat on what you mentioned about that mental illness and mental health are very different, but some of the symptoms can be the same and they both require the proper treatment and the proper expertise to get the help that we need. So Stephanie, tell our viewers and our listening audience, how can they access Cal Voices before we let you leave us today. If they need some help or want to get involved within the organization, how may they reach out?
1: So I always tell everyone visit our website, uh, www.calvoices.org org. We have a lot of information and resources there. Um, you can also check us out on social media. We have uh, facebook.com forward slash calvoices, um, Instagram.com forward slash cal underscore voices. Um, you can also find us on Twitter at Calvoices. Um, and the, I would say those are probably the, the best ways to probably be entertained by what we're doing. Um, but you can also shoot us an email directly at info at calvoices.org. Um, I would say email is going to probably be uh, you're it's going to get you the fastest response Um, and you know we really encourage check out our our site see what we're doing come visit us. Um, We have some direct services up in northern California, but we provide our advocacy and training program statewide so that's something you know any anyone in California can take advantage of.
0: Absolutely. Stephanie, thank you once again for being a guest on our show at Living Your Life Without Limits. We pride ourselves on motivating, educating, and elevating and inspiring people to live their life without limits. And even though this month is considered mental health awareness, I want to challenge our viewers and listening audience to understand it's not just for a month, it is a lifestyle. And to have us have that balance of not only mental health physical health emotional spiritual it's all interconnected and making sure that if we're struggling whether it be in one area or the other to understand we don't have to suffer in silence we don't have to take that on by ourselves whether you feel thoughts of suicide or just ultimate depression or just feeling like i just i'm just lost and reach out to help. There's Cal Voices as Stephanie Ramos has told us about their organizations. There's also Suicide Prevention Hotline. Even in your local communities, there's help and resources. And if you don't know where that is, please send us an email link at info at or info at thepeoplesnurse.com. And we will certainly make sure we provide you uh, information to help you get the help that you need. Because it's all about being healthy and living your life to your fullest potential. And thank you again, you, the viewer and listening audience, for allowing us to come each week into your homes and over your radios. And we appreciate you so much. But as I often end this show, I end no different today. Remember, family, to love yourself. Take care of yourself. Because guess what? You are absolutely worth it. Thank you for tuning in. And we'll see you next week log on and subscribe to our YouTube channel stay connected and remember we're just getting started thank you for watching and I look forward to seeing you next week